It's the dictionary. 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 Hello, word nerds. This is Spencer. I am Spencer, and I am welcoming welcoming you to this podcast called The Dictionary. I am recording this on September 4th at 10.07 in my work office. Today is Labor Day. Uh, it's my birthday yesterday, my wife's birthday today, and we took the whole week off from work. But I was like, oh, I, I record episodes before work each day. I got to go into the office <laughs> and record some episodes. Good thing I live close. Uh, and so uh, I'm here to record a couple of episodes so I don't get terribly behind. But boy, I'm far ahead. I'm very far ahead. So I got to keep this up. Um, as usual, you know, you can go to Patreon if you if you give me just a little bit of a $5 a month, not a little bit, just an actual $5 a month, that'll get you early episodes plus the video of my face. And I'm staring at you into the camera right now. Ooh, and I can also show you, I hurt my fingers this morning. I, uh, we were do I, I, I'm clumsy. That's what happened. Let's talk about the first word in this episode. It's elevator music. Two words, noun from 1963. It is instrumental arrangements of popular songs often piped in. Where? Piped in? Um, as to an elevator or retail store. So we call it elevator music because we often hear it in elevators, but also retail stores. I feel like elevator music has changed. First of all, I don't think a lot of elevators are playing music anymore. I don't know. Do I, I? I just feel like they're just silent for some reason. Why do we need music? Because you're standing in a little box with strangers and it just gives you something to distract so you don't have to talk to them. But then retail stores, the, you know, as time has gone on and we've got things like, uh, you know, streaming music services. I think, you know, radio, radio has been around for a while. I think they're just playing music that way. Not usually elevator music, but but what? So what is elevator music? What is it exactly? It says it's instrumental arrangements of popular music. So, uh, you know, why why do we not want to hear the lyrics? Maybe they can't um, they can't license the actual music, so they have to do instrumental covers. And of course, what is the the typical standard piece of ele elevator music we all think of? For some reason, it's the girl from Ipanema. I don't know why. What is what is it about this song that this is the first one that people think of? I mean, it's the first one I think of. I, I'm going to assume that you're just like me in every possible way. So this is the first one you think of, too. Maybe I'll put a link in the show notes for, you know, sort of popular, standard, typical elevator music. Da, 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 da. All right, that's going to be the sound effect today. We are going to move on to... The word eleven. It's eleven. E L E V E N. Every other letter is an E. Noun from before the twelfth century. Number one. Go see the number table. Go see all the numbers in the number table. Uh, the way I said eleven at the first part of this section was uh, it's kind of how Oogie Boogie says it in the Nightmare Before Christmas. He, at the end of the movie, he rolls snake eyes. He's, you know, he's like a big gambling guy. You know, Oogie, he gambles all the time. And he rolls 
snake eyes, I think. And then he's like, he smacks the table and he, cause he's a big cheater too. And then he gets 11 and he says, eleven, something like that. It's just what I think of. And of course now these days we also think of stranger things when we think of the word 11. What other things can you think about? What other things do you think about when you think about the word 11? Go ahead and email me. Okay, number two for 11 is the 11th in a set or series. You call it 11. You don't say 11th. You don't, the 11th is the 11th, but it's, you don't call it 11th. You call it 11. Three, something having 11 units or members, especially a football team. I guess a football team has 11. I don't follow football enough to know that it has 11 people in it. I mean, the team has a lot more than 11, but I guess there's only 11 that play. So wait a minute. You call, you call, do you call the team 11? I don't know. That's something. How do you use that in context with a football team? 11 is an adjective. It is also a pronoun, which is plural in construction. And 11th is an adjective or a noun. Um, the etymology says this is from the Middle English N leaven. So I guess, yeah, there was an N, E N leaven. Uh, that is from the Old English endliofon, endliofon, which is from the prefix end, which looks like it's an alternative of an, which means one. So the first part, end, means one. And then liofon doesn't say what that means. But it's akin to the Old English Leon, Leon, which means to lend. Lending? Hmm. And there's more at the words one and loan. I think I have a sneeze. No. Boy, that's irritating. Um, so loaning, lending, lending a one. Let one lend. I don't know how that became. A, you'd think it would be like, you'd, you'd think that the, the word ten would be in there somewhere. One and ten is eleven. I don't know. Next is eleven plus two words with a hyphen. Noun from 1955. This is British. No wonder I was confused by this. Uh, I was like, what's what's eleven plus? I don't know. It is an examination taken by school children between the ages of 11 and 12 that determines the type of secondary education to which they are assigned. So, uh, okay, 11 plus. 11 up until you're 12. You know, uh, maybe like, oh, you're about to turn 12 or something. So anywhere in that 11, that one-year range of 11. Um, and uh, it determines... What type of secondary education you're going to go to? I don't know if we... Do we have something like this in the States? I think that if you want to go to like a more focused high school, either like the arts, an arts high school, or a tech high school or something, I guess if you're just interested in that, you might have to take a test to say that you're good enough to go to one of those. But I don't think this is a standard thing that we do in America. So obviously... You know, in 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 Britain, uh, they do this in the United Kingdom. Is it all all of the the United Kingdoms? Um, and uh, what 
what's on the test? Is it like a whole broad range of, of, of lifestyles, of skills, of things that you can possibly do and be in your future? And then you like, if you score well in the theater area, how do you test for that? Is there an acting test? I don't know. Then you can go to a theater school, maybe. I don't know. It's a whole different system. I think we should do something like that. I also think we need owls. I think that's in that's in Harry Potter, though. Do, 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 do. Next is elevenses, or as maybe some people like to say, elevenses. Uh, so it's eleven with an s e s at the end. Noun from circa eighteen nineteen. I did not expect this to be in the book. I know this from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> the hobbits have, you know, first breakfast and second breakfast and elevensies and all of, you know, how many eight meals throughout the day. So what is this? Well, yes, it is a light refreshment as a snack taken in the middle of the morning. So I guess that just that actually came from real life in England. The elevensies. Um, it's, it says it's just the double plural of 11 o'clock. Elevenses. I, so maybe people, people must use this in real life in context. I had no idea. If this is something that you use regularly, please let me know. This would be fantastic. I had no idea this was a real thing because I'm a stupid American. Do, 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 boop, ba, 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 do, do, do. Next is 11th hour, two words, noun from 1821. The latest possible time before it is too late, as in still making changes at the 11th hour. You know, because 12 o'clock is the end of the thing. For some reason, you know, we just we just say that's the beginning and that's the end of a thing. That's all the time you get when the clock strikes 12 is done. You got to be finished. Um, the 11th hour, do we also say like 11? No, I guess we just use the 11th hour. You got a whole hour to do all the stuff in the last minute, but we say the last minute, but the 11th hour, there's a big difference between a minute and 60 minutes. The 11th hour. I try not to do things at the 11th hour. That is not a position I like to be in. I like to get things done early. Uh, it's, it feels good to procrastinate to an extent, but, uh, but no, I don't, it's not, it's not for me. That's not for me. I do not work well under pressure. I don't think. Next is Elevan. Elevan. It sounds like the fanciest way to say the word 11. Uh, yes, it is Elevan clock. It is spelled E-L-E-V-O-N, noun from 1944. This is an airplane control surface that combines the functions of elevator and aileron. Okay, instead of looking back in the book, I'm just going to use the handy-dandy computer in front of me to see what is aileron. It is a hinge surface in the trailing edge of an airplane used to control lateral balance. And there is a picture. Oh, there's lots of pictures. Uh, let's see. Are th these are all ailerons? Elevator? Okay, so the elevator on the plane is, you know, there's the tail in the back of the plane. And it's got two horizontal fins in the back. And the flap 
on the back of those fins, that is the elevator. It says it can change pitch up and down. So if you flap those, um, yeah, if you flap those, it's going to make the plane go up or down. But then the similar thing on the big wings, the big wings, there's the ones further out to the edge. Those are called the aileron, and those change roll. So I guess if you do one, you might tip to one side, and if you do the other one, you're going to tip to the other side. So it's it's kind of like up and down, but it's uh, maybe one at a time. Okay, so aileron, an elevator, and this thing, this control surface, is called the elevon because it is a combination of elevator and aileron. It's con so you got the maybe one surface. Maybe maybe I can post a picture on the social media for elevon, and uh, you can see what this control surface looks like, and it's gonna help to control the plane. The go on the up and the down and the rolling. <laughs> okay. Ooh. Next word. It's the word elf. E-L-F. Noun from before the 12th century. Number one. A small, often mischievous fairy. Oh, these fairies. They're so mischievous, those little elves. I don't think everybody would call an elf a fairy. And, of course, elves have, you know, there's a lot of different types of elves in the world. Uh, number two, a small, lively creature. <laughs> also, a usually lively, mischievous, or malicious person. Ah, so there we're talking about an actual human being. If they are lively, mischievous, or malicious, then they are an elf. Hmm. Um, elfish is an adjective. Elfishly is an adverb, and this word is, let's see, it's from the Old English elf, which is akin to the Old Norse, oh, I don't know how to say this word, A-L-F-R, elfer? Is, how do you say it? How do you say that? Elfer, maybe. Uh, that just means elf, and perhaps from the Latin word albus, which means white, and there's more at the word alb, huh? Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, the Norse, uh, Iceland, a bunch of countries in that area, definitely Iceland. Um, I believe they have, they have lots of, um, I don't know if it's so much elves or I think it's both. I think it's like fairies and elves and other sort of mystical creatures like that. They have lots of lots, lots and lots of like stories about them. And I um, mean, even to this day in the 21st century, I think there's a lot of people, they're very serious about that um, over there. And I think you have to respect that because, you know, f for many, many uh, years, centuries uh, throughout culture, it's been a big part of their life. And um, when we were in Iceland, we were talking to one of our little tour guides, little tour guide, why I say little, one of our tour guides. And, uh, and he was talking about the elves and uh, it was, it was really interesting and fascinating. But there are so many elves in popular culture, in stories all over the place. And, uh, you know, the first one that I think of is, you know, Lord of the Rings. There's all these different types of elves. There's like what? There's the water elves and the forest elves and more than I even know because I haven't even read all the books, um, especially anything beyond that. But yeah, tons and tons of elves. Um, and of course, I have to mention the very, very silly Will Ferrell movie Elf, which, you know, I think it's like 20 years old now, but, you know, it's it's a classic. It's a Christmas classic. It's so silly, 
and so dumb, and I love it. I love it so much. I love that Will Ferrell was just willing to play this insane character in this insane costume and do these insane things, and I appreciate it so much, and I love I love quoting so many things from that movie. Buddy the Elf, what's your favorite color? I know him! Okay, we gotta move on to... It's Elf again, but this one is all caps because it is an abbreviation for extremely low frequency. Something that sounds like this. Now oh, that was a weird sound. Low frequency. I mean, that could be sound. It could be light waves. Uh, it could be something that's just not happening very often. Uh, this podcast is not Elf. It's not extremely low frequency. It's, it's extremely high frequency. It's F, E-H-F. I don't know where they use this, in what context. Da, 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 boop, ba, ba, bow. The next word is elfin, E-L-F-I-N. Adjective from 1590, 1A, of, relating to, or produced by an elf. Those cookies are made in trees so they by the elves and so they are elfin cookies what are what are other things uh the shoes that are made by the elves in the middle of the night are elfin shoes 1b resembling an elf especially in its tiny size as in elfin proportions it's so tiny and cute it's made for an elf i mean some elves are full size aren't they Two, having an otherworldly or magical quality or charm. Ooh, it's like an elf, but not specifically related to an elf, just otherworldly and magical and mystical. It's elfin. Uh, yep, it's just a form of the word elf. Next is elflock. Elflock. It's one word, noun from 1592. There must have been something going on with elves in the 1590s because Elfin was 1590, Elflock is 1592. Hmm. Okay, this is interesting. Hair matted as if by elves. And this is usually used in plural, Elflocks. Okay, I'm feeling like, is this, is this a real thing? I'm, uh, yeah. This one says a lock of hair fancifully fancifully regarded as having been tangled by the elves. Ah, so maybe maybe the story with this is that like when you wake up in the morning and your hair is all like locked up and matted, uh, then th the story was, oh, the elves. The elves came in the middle of the night and locked my hair up. They matted my hair because those silly little elves, they're having fun playing with my hair. Locking my hair, making my hair into locks, elf lock. I have not heard of this. Who uses this? Where is this from? Hmm. Okay, interesting. Interesting, elf lock. Da, boo, boo, da, ba, boo, 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 ba, ba, boo, boo. Hey. Okay, next word is elf owl. Two words. Noun from 1887. A very small insectivorous owl of the southwestern U.S. and Mexico, 
that roots, no, roosts and nests in the cavities of trees and cigarro cacti. Ooh. Uh, this species name is Microthene whitneyi. Hmm. I wonder if maybe somebody named Whitney found them or something. I will absolutely be posting a picture on social media of an elf owl. They must be very small. Um, do they do they have elf lock fur hair bur feathers? I don't think so. Uh, they eat insects. That's what it means. Insectivorous. Uh, southwestern U.S. and Mexico. So you we're talking about maybe like uh, New Mexico and Arizona, that area probably, and then of course probably northern Mexico. And they live in cactuses, cacti. Next is El Hi. Hi, El Hi, E L H I. Adjective from circa 1948 of relating to or designed for use in grades 1 through 12. And this is from, if you don't know it, I didn't know it, I'm learning. It's from elementary school and high school. So L, high, elementary and high school. This is uh, more American because I think in other places in the world they don't necessarily use elementary school and high school. Uh, they might use primary school, secondary school. I think those are more standard and common in other places. Uh, but yeah, pretty much in America, grades 1 through 12 are elementary school. And then, you know, a lot of places use junior high. Uh, mine was 6, 7, and 8 were junior high. And then 9, 10, 11, 12 were high school. So anything through grades 1 through 12, all of those grades, all 12 of them... And I don't want my watch talking at me. Uh, all of that stuff is L high. And I don't know when... Did we... Do we still use this? This is what I want to know. <laughs> Next is Eli. E, capital E. L-I. Noun from the 14th century. This is a judge and priest of Israel who, according to the account in... 1 Samuel, is that probably the first book of Samuel in the Bible or something, uh, was entrusted with the care of the boy Samuel. So Samuel was a boy, and somebody gave a little young Samuel to Eli. Um, here, Eli, we are entrusting you to care for the boy Samuel. And uh, you, we trust you because you are a judge and priest. And... Obviously, judges and priests are absolutely to be trusted. I don't know anything about Eli, uh, but I hope, I hope that he could be trusted. Because I have not read the Bible. Uh, it's a Hebrew name, Eli, or it's pronounced something like that. Next is Elias, capital E-L-I-A-S. Noun from before the 12th century. The synonym is Elijah, which I think is going to be, yep, it's going to be in the next episode. Um, I guess, is it the same thing? Elias and Elijah? Are they the same name? Is Elias short for Elijah? It's not very short. It's just a little different. Elias and Elijah. Hmm. Uh, yes, it is uh, from the Greek name Elias, which is from the Hebrew name Elijah. 
Okay, so this is where it gets interesting because it's spelled in the Hebrew. Well, according to this, it's not Hebrew letters. It's uh, English letters in Hebrew. From Hebrew, E-L-I-Y-A-H. And I think it's possible that the Y sometimes is pronounced as like a J sound. Elijah, Elijah, Elijah. So that's Y, Elias. Somehow the S got on the end there. Uh, it's They're the same thing. And you'll get to learn all about Elijah in the next episode. Make sure to save a seat for him. Next is Elicit. E-L-I-C-I-T. This is a verb. I think it is just a transitive verb from 1605. One. To draw forth or bring out. And what are you bringing out or drawing forth? It is, or could be, something latent or potential. As in, hypnotism elicited his hidden fears. His fears were hidden. They were latent or potential. He had potential fears, latent. He didn't even know about them. They were hidden deep down in his psyche, in his brain, in his mind, in his thoughts. Maybe he didn't even know about them. Or maybe he just never talked about them. But he was hypnotized, and his hidden fears came out. They, elic- they were elicited. They were pulled out for all to see. Two, for elicit. To call forth or draw out as information or a response. As in, her remarks elicited cheers. Everybody was so happy with her remarks. The cheers were pulled out of the people's faces and mouths. That's how it works. Okay, um, so there is a synonym uh, for this word, which is educe. E-D-U-C-E. Elicitation is a noun. Elicitor is also a noun. And the etymology says that this is from the Latin verb elicere, which is from E, the E prefix, plus lacere, which means to allure. So I guess when you put the E at the front, it probably means out. So you are alluring something out. You are pulling it like the like a fishing lure. I'm going to elicit some some positive reviews from you people. Go ahead and write some reviews. I am hypnotizing you. You are sleepy. Very, very sleepy, and it's nappy time. And then when you wake up from your nap, you will write a five-star review that I'm going to elicit out of you. The next word is elide. E-L-I-D-E. This one is also a transitive verb from 1796. 1A. To suppress or alter as a vowel or syllable by elision. And I think elision, yes, that will be in the next episode. So it's it's, it's a little bit weird because we've got elision with an S and elide with a D. So there's a big gap uh, alphabetically there. Uh, so to suppress or alter by elision, but we're specifically we're talking about a vowel or a syllable. So like, um, I'm trying to think of an example... If you suppress, oh, oh, like maybe um, the word ever, E-V-E-R, in poetry, sometimes you drop that V, that syllable, 
uh, to make it fit the syllables that you want in prose. And so maybe in that context, you would be alighting the V, the V, that syllable. Uh, so then it becomes air or something like that. Air ever. Yeah, that, that might that might make sense. 1B, to strike out as a written word. So when you are uh, typing something up and you want to strike it out on your computer, that's you're getting rid of it, you're alighting it. It's all about removing something. 2A, to leave out of consideration. Nope, sorry, we are not going to consider that anymore. This, alight it. Alight it out of here. The synonym there is the word omit. 2B synonyms are curtail and abridge. Curtail, abridge, yeah, it's all about shortening a thing, removing a thing, getting rid of it, cutting corners. Wah, wah, wah. Uh, allied. Okay, so this word is from the Latin verb elidere, which means to strike out, which is from the E prefix plus lidere, which means, hmm, okay, to injure by striking, lidere. That means to injure by striking. So if you strike somebody and you injure them, that's lidere. I don't remember. It was a be lie. You you strike. You injure by striking lidas. I don't remember how to conjugate those things. But uh, yeah, okay. And then you add the e, and it becomes to strike out. Maybe maybe you're boxing and you strike somebody and you injure them, but you strike them so much that they are knocked out. They're struck out of the equation out of the ring with you, and you have been elided with a lesion. Hmm. Okay, that was an interesting one. I didn't expect to hear injury in that aspect of things. The last word. The girl from Ipanema is singing a song, and I don't know all the words to it. This word is eligible e-l-i-g-i-b-l-e adjective from the 15th century 1a qualified to participate or be chosen as in eligible to retire when you get to be a certain age or maybe you got enough money you are eligible to retire uh, because you are qualified to participate in retiring I, I would like to participate in retiring, please. How do I do that? How, how do I become eligible for rhetorician? I don't know if that's a word. Uh, let's see. 1B. Permitted under football rules to catch a forward pass. Uh, yeah, I don't know all the specifics, but the, uh, they say oh, they, 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 they threw to an ineligible uh, receiver or something like that. I don't know what makes somebody eligible or not, but they are either basically allowed or not allowed to catch a pass, but depending on what they did, where they came from, lots of things. Number two, worthy of being chosen, as in an eligible young bachelor. This young bachelor is so worthy, you will want to choose him because he is worthy of your time. What makes him worthy? I don't know. That's just what society says. He is an eligible young bachelor. Eligibility is a noun. 
eligible is a noun, and eligibly, eligibly, that is an adverb. Can you do something in an eligible way? Eligibly, eligibly, legibly, eligibly. This word is from the Latin verb elegere, which means to choose. And there's more at the word elect. So it's, uh, it's all about choice, just like everything. I'm going to pick a word of the episode, and you can't stop me. No, you can't. What are we going to pick? I don't know. We've got elevator music, 11, 11 plus, 11s's, 11th hour, elevan, elf, elf, elfin, elf lock, elf owl, el high, Eli, Elias, illicit, elide, and eligible. Okay, I'm debating between... Uh, let's see, Elevenses and Elf. I believe those are the ones that I am appreciating the most. Elevenses, maybe the Elves like to eat Elevenses. We know the Hobbits like to eat Elevenses. I think the Elves, I don't think that they eat as much as the Hobbits do. I don't think anybody eats as much as the Hobbits do. I don't know which one I'm going to pick. The Elves don't eat Elevenses. Elevenses are only for Hobbits. Elves don't eat much food because they're so small and light. They don't eat elevenses, only the hobbits do. I don't know what song that is. Uh, which one am I, I, I going to pick, though? Um, either way, I did a song. Elves don't eat elevenses. This is a song that should be produced. Uh, let's see, elf or elevenses. I kind of just want to pick elf, maybe. Elf. Elf. Yeah, I just sang a song. Elf. Elves are great. Elves, I think, is that the plural? E-L... Yes. E-L-V-E-S is the plural. Elves. Um, go watch the movie Elf. I don't know. This is probably like late October or November when this episode is being aired, so it's definitely, you know, close enough to Christmas. You can watch it if you want. Um, if you don't like the movie, that's okay, but I like a lot of things about it. I love the stop-motion animation uh, I love the, f- the, the, the practical effects, the force perspective, uh, the, the sets, the, 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 the sugar, the sugar, and all of just the very silly things. Uh, yeah, that's it. That's the, oh, do I need to talk about another movie I watched? Um, let's, let's bring up that list real quick. Let's see. Ooh, where did we leave off? Um, I think I said, did I say the gift? Did I say the gift? Don't remember if I did. I'll say a couple. I said the gift. Uh, I hadn't seen it. It's from it's from two thousand. Um, it was, uh, it was a very serious movie. The gift has to do with somebody who sort of has like a psychic ability. Uh, that's worth a watch. Uh, fantastic cast and acting. Oh, and then the Fisher King. Uh, hadn't seen this one for a long time. This is a Terry Gilliam movie. Um, so if you know his stuff, you know it's got a bit of a an odd edge to it not as weird as some of his other movies um but uh but yeah robin williams uh jeff bridges uh fantastic fantastic uh uh, actors and and acting and very uh strange and weird and i like it i like the weird stuff okay that's going to be the end of this episode thank you very much for listening and watching and this has been spencer dispensing information goodbye